two guys, one epic journey. You're listening to The Supernatural Virgin. The following podcast is likely to contain adult language, descriptions of televised violence, and almost certainly spoilers for the CW's hit TV show, Supernatural. Supernatural and all related characters and elements are copyright, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated, and no infringement of copyright is intended. Enjoy. And we are back. It's like we've never been away. Oh, technically we haven't. We've been four episodes in a row and now we're doing two more. Well, yeah, our bumper binge is nearly over and we'll have chalked up the first six episodes of Supernatural. So let's have a quick uh, moment to remember why we're here. why are we here? <laughs> well, okay, so I've been a fan of Supernatural since it first aired back in 2005, and I have a long and emotional connection with the show. Plus, I'm a fan. Now, that doesn't mean I think every episode is made of gold, but overall, I love it. I also love the culture that's built up around the show and the fandom, and the family that's found itself riding along in the wake of this show. Hashtag SPN family. For me, I've never watched it before, and whilst I'm a big fan of a classy horror, mm. and I'm not a fan of a cheap, badly made, badly acted horror, and in case you haven't noticed, I hate bad CGI. Hadn't, hadn't really come up. Uh, so, we've decided to embark on a complete watch of all 15 seasons of Supernatural, so that we can look at it through two very different sets of eyes, to see if we are seeing, well, the same thing. Uh, to see if nostalgia blinds me to the ropey bits um, and to be whether you'll be won over by the quality of the storytelling of the characters and the, the world building. Hmm. At the moment, the jury's out. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, this is an opportunity for us to look at what ultimately is a, con- a cultural phenomenon. Love it or not, in this day and age, it takes a lot to reach 15 seasons. Now, a lot of shows bow out at round about seven. Smallville made it to 10 but 15 is impressive by anyone's standards um is it out of character for me to mention that doctor who has been going for nearly what 60 years and um uh, star trek for a little less well that's both impressive and perfectly reasonable but they haven't exactly been continuous runs um but we won't get into an argument about whether doctor who's a continuous run or not um But the fact that you can only name two other shows really illustrates just what a rarity this is. Mm, I guess. But this isn't just about us discovering or rediscovering Supernatural. This is also about you folks out there discovering it right alongside us. And if, like me, you're a supernatural virgin. Or you know some supernatural virgins of your own. Then this is your opportunity to get them on board, get them watching, Mm. and please get them to agree with me that Sam is clearly a psycho killer. Well, well, in your opinion. Seriously, the clues are literally all there. Mm, Okay, so it must be said that we've really bashed through those first four episodes, and we haven't really taken time to fully digest everything. But that's mainly because of two things. So firstly, and selfishly, it was to get a real head of steam built up in terms of getting into the series. Secondly, it's to rip the plaster off and get these episodes recorded so that we can see how it works for us and also how it works for you out there. 
Uh, it's been quite the bench watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it isn't done yet. But I'm just thinking before we watch the last two stories of our bumper kickoff six, that we take stock of what's gone before and possibly look at some of the key things we might want to keep our eyes on moving forwards. So is there anything that you'd like us to keep track of from what's mm. come up so far? Um, well, uh, no two monsters seems to die the same way. Well, yeah, that's very true. So maybe we can keep a list of what kills what? Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad idea at all. For example, the ghost in the first story. Uh, the woman in white. Yes. Why uh, we were shooting her? She she was already a ghost. She can't get more dead than that. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's really easy for fans of the show to forget that, for most of us, the rules that the show establishes are kind of second nature, and we can just gloss over them quite easily. So it wasn't actually the shooting that ultimately got rid of the woman in white, but it did have an impact on her. It made her fade away, at least for a little bit. Yeah, that wasn't bullets, that was rock salt. They fired salt at her. Why did we not mention this earlier? That's ridiculous. Well, salt is viewed as a powerful element in the supernatural world. It has a lot of purity associated with it. You've probably come across... Uh, salt circles or similarly chalk circles um, in some of the horrors that you've already watched away from this series it's quite a famous approach to warding off evil but it's still salt Uh, yeah i know but that's really handy because most people have got salt lying around iron is also quite good to use when you're fighting spirits because it can disperse their ghostly form albeit temporarily (laughs) Fine. So, salt goes into my uh, hunting for beginners pack. Very wise. <laughs> what else we had? The Wendy gold thing had to be destroyed by fire. Yeah. Uh, and the power of fire is also quite a key part of the supernatural arsenal. Fire combined with salt, actually, is believed to purify a body, as in a dead body. And if you salt and burn human remains, the law says that this should release that person's trapped spirit. So with poor um, dead-in-the-water Peter, for example, his body was gone. Otherwise, I suspect Sam and Dean would definitely have have tried to do exactly that. Can't imagine that being pretty. Well, no. Uh, And, to be fair, you're going to probably get a chance to see that firsthand pretty soon. But as it was, it uh, ultimately was appealing to the vengeful spirit's need for justice that put an end to Peter's murderous activity. Literally, a case of unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Then um, we had uh, our flying, high-flying demon. Yeah, and uh, this demon was defeated by a good old-fashioned exorcism. Now, demons can also be held by devil's traps, uh, which can be painted or etched into floors or ceilings. Hold on, devil's trap? Mm. For the actual devil? Well... Not at the moment, no, but we'll hold that thought. Um, So these are actually magical symbols that can bind a demon, preventing it from leaving its host body or teleporting away. Teleporting? Demons have some great powers. Well, yeah, but on the other hand, they are demons, so on balance, I suspect I'd rather not. This isn't meant to be a stupid question, but where do demons come from? Well, it's not a stupid question at all. And technically, there are kind of two answers. There's geographically, where they come from hell. Of course they do. But 
there also seems to be some variable origin stories for other demons. Um, some are created by the dark forces that run hell, and some, uh, we'll discover, used to be humans. Oh, that's unlucky. Well, yeah. We might not want to explore that too much here, though, um, just because we're going to have a lot more dealing with demons in the future. And we can also spend time then looking at uh, demon hierarchies and things like that. So I'll update our Monster of the Week list to include and how we defeat them, as I think that's a really interesting aspect to look at, particularly um, in case there are ever any conflicts in the law. Yes, um, I don't like mistakes like that almost as much as I don't like bad CGI. You don't like bad CGI? Wow, didn't didn't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we can keep that in mind as we move on with the last two episodes of our bumper binge. Uh, the boys are on the road to find their dad, and on the road so far, we've encountered, as we've said, the woman in white, a Wendigo. We've met a vengeful water spirit and a demon. We've met Sam and Dean. And we've also seen what horrible, fiery fate befell their mum and Sam's girlfriend, Jess. Coincidence? Hmm. I think not. Hmm. Uh, well, we know that Daddy Winchester has disappeared whilst off on a hunting trip. And estranged brothers Sam and Dean, who've been hunting the things that go bump in the night since they were just little boys, have reunited to try to find him. No luck so far, but perhaps he doesn't want to be found. Perhaps. Or maybe someone has him prisoner. Or maybe he's locked in a toilet. Yeah, seriously? Well, no, I'm just that's that just occurred to me. It happened to me once. I was about seven or eight. This is an absolutely true story. I was in a hotel in Great Yarmouth, which is a seaside town in the UK, for those who don't know. Um, I was staying there a weekend with my grandparents. Uh, I remember vividly going into the toilet. Um, and I really panicked when I couldn't get out. I'd undone the lock and the door would not open. And I remember my grandmother being on one side of the door calling at me and I'm this side of the door calling at her. We're both calling. We're both panicking. I'm getting really, really panicky. Uh, well, what happened? Well, I realised, uh, my seven-year-old self realised in a moment of clarity that I can literally recall right now as vividly as if it had just happened. Um, the, the door didn't actually push open it actually slid open which in the time it had taken me to have a wee i had completely forgotten so problem solved jesus sounds terrifying uh well seven-year-old me if i hadn't had a wee i probably would have weed myself but anyway we laughed a lot about it afterwards i can even remember the hotel um so a big shout out to trotwood hotel in great yarmouth i've no idea if it's still there but clearly it scarred me for life I'm guessing, actually, no, 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 I'm hoping Joan Winchester isn't stuck behind her sliding toilet door. Well, it's no spoiler to say that I think that's a safe bet. So, what's in store for us this time around? Well, this time we have two very different stories with two very different monsters lurking within them. We have Skin, in which we'll encounter a new kind of menace that's going to cause some real headaches, uh, but I'm not going to spoil what that is. Does it eat skin? Um, no, that isn't the skin that the title refers to. But before that, however, we're going to face the Black Mirror, head over to Toledo, Ohio, and invite Bloody Mary to the stage. Oh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Oh, I'm not sure we should have done that. <laughs> okay, okay. So, while we get comfy, this is your chance to hit pause if you need to catch up with the next two episodes. Good, yeah. And don't forget... 
to please let us know what you think about them and also share any memories that you have attached to these episodes. But not about any toilets you might have got stuck in. Yeah, just so you know, the hotel is still there. I've just checked. Well, we'd never staying there, so... Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, Right then. So, if you're sitting comfortably, Bloody Mary, here we come. Well, we now move into the blood and gore phase of the show. Some of that was a bit gruesome. Well, let's get going with Bloody Mary. What did you think of that? It was like Supernatural does the ring. Yeah, in a nutshell, it totally was. It was a a vengeful spirit story Mm -hmm. with that classy... uh, classic horror vibe of films like The Ring or The Grudge. We had a few of the teenage screamy girls, but (laughs) not too bad. Thanks God for that. And uh, the bleeding bleeding eyes was effective. Yeah, there was an awful lot of bleeding eyes. Um, It was effective um, and also a bit grim if you're not a fan of blood. But if you're really not a fan of blood, then this is probably not going to be the show for you. I can cope so far. Uh, So... Here we had mirror images causing their real selves um, to face up to some guilty secrets. And Sam was no exception here. It seems he'd been dreaming about Jessica's death for weeks before she died and he did nothing to stop it. Yes, I thought uh, that might have blown a hole in my theory, but I'm not so sure right now. Why was he dreaming about that? A vision of what he'd do? Well, Hmm. possibly. Um, But we're also left with a lingering shot of Jess standing there on the street corner at the end of the episode. What do you think that means? It means uh, Sam is guilty and she knows it, and uh, he knows it, and I definitely know it. Basically, we all know it except Dean. (laughs) It's uh, just a matter of time. Uh, Okay. Um... Well, it is a bit odd, though, that Sam is refusing to tell Dean what secret he was keeping. I mean, it's a real yell-at-the-TV moment. I mean, just tell him, for goodness sake. Nice that uh, Dean trapped Bloody Mary in her own gimmick of uh, at the end, yeah. though. Mm. Some dodgy CGI, but, yeah, I'm trying not to mention it. Not trying. I suspect, <laughs> I know, but uh, give me a chance. OK. I suspect it was good for 2005 or whatever, but still. Uh, Actually, it wasn't that bad at all, on reflection. On reflection, really. You had to do a mirror joke. Okay, (laughs) so, fun fact. This episode is set in Eric Kripke's hometown. Um, And I think I read somewhere, I can't remember where, but I will dig it out and we'll mention it at some point. Um, But somewhere I read, anyway, that... Several of the characters are actually named after his friends from school. <laughs> I guess there are uh, likely to be a lot of um, in-jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, one or two along the way. Quite the music selection again here. I think I caught the Rolling Stones and Def Leppard in there, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, a reference to Paris Hilton. Yeah, there was a cheeky little reference to her, yeah. Um, she'd done a film with Jared Pedalecki, Sam, um, House of Wax. We watched that. Uh, yeah, we did. So it could be a nod to that. I mean, the film, not us watching it, obviously, because they, they wouldn't have known that. Um, but it could be 
a reference to her sex tape. <laughs> That's probably more likely, considering yeah. it's from Dane. Mm. So, uh, what kind of monsters would you call this one? Just another ghost, really? Well, I'd say this one is another vengeful spirit, a bit like Peter from Dead in the Water, because there's a real history to her. Um, but with a different MO. I'd also say that Bloody Mary, by the way, was the outright winner in our Twitter poll as favourite episode from the first six. So a big thanks, because we haven't said it yet, to everyone who voted in that. It was uh, a very, very popular episode. So picking up on your earlier point, yeah, she basically got defeated by her own gimmick. Bloody Mary got Bloody Maryed. <laughs> and very different to... Uh what we got in the next one yeah. which was uh, skin yeah yeah very very different here we get our first introduction to a a shapeshifter um although some other monsters do get name checked as well while sam is researching the law so we get skinwalkers referenced sounds creepy yeah very we also hear about tulpas uh, and werewolves and i think now this is the second time we've heard about werewolves but we still haven't met any yet so this is Another new way into the story, uh, we got to help some salt college buddy mm -hmm. who has been accused of something nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, story aside, this does shine a really bright light on the fact that unlike Dean, Sam's actually made a real life for himself and has got friends and has kept in touch with those friends. And this is something Dean really isn't that happy about, I don't think. I thought this was going to be another possession story thing, but then we got the whole two of people thing mm. and it got more interesting. Yeah. Um, and I think Jensen does a nifty job of being evil here. What did you make of the opening to the episode? It was a bit of a flash forward and set up this scenario where Dean is 100% in the frame from for a brutal murder. Yeah. That's hard to get out of well yeah you'd think so um but they do bring it full circle and do a a pretty good job of of managing it um albeit for from dean's point of view i really do like the pace of this one um it keeps moving and they play with the dramatic irony of the audience knowing that that's not dean um but the people on the tv they just cannot hear us no matter how loudly we're screaming at them it's very annoying they should do an episode like that, but uh, where they go into the TV themselves, that would be fun. What, where the characters actually go into the TV series? Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that's that's an outrageous idea. Mm. Anyway, uh, things do get pretty serious in this episode, with law enforcement getting very close to the Winchesters this time. So Dean Winchester is officially wanted by the police. Well, yes, finally. but he's he's also officially pronounced dead at the scene, so... This is going to, I think, get quite complicated for the Winchester boys a little bit further down the line. Probably quite complicated for us watching it as well. Um, but definitely, yes, the Winchester have planted themselves very firmly uh, on police radar now, I think. You haven't mentioned and Dean uh, talk about the uh, Vulcan mind melt. Uh, I think that's a Star Trek thing. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, top marks for that. Yeah, that, that is a Star Trek thing. Um, <laughs> well done for spotting it that's i'm impressed again so um it's it is a, as i say it's a star trek thing and additionally uh this episode is directed by robert duncan mcneil who was a series regular he played uh lieutenant tom paris in star trek voyager good for him yeah so 
Any other thoughts? So, uh, shapeshifters aren't bordered by bullets? No. Well, other than silver ones. Or silver blades. Basically, silver. Um, that's one way to take them down. Also, uh, their eyes do give off a like a camera flare if you catch them in a picture or on CCTV. So, they can be detectable, even though they might look like somebody you know really well, such as yourself. Um, also, you can chop off their heads. That'll do it for most things, to be honest. But shapeshifter, <laughs> dead. I'm a bit bothered that the boys seems to have forgotten that they're looking for their dad, really. Uh, yeah, it's more of a passing background comment in this episode than the driving force at the moment. They don't seem to have much of a trail to speak of, and they seem perfectly happy picking up spirits and monsters rather than uh, trying to find him. Really. Well, I suspect they'll get back to it. Uh, to me, I think it's more likely that Dean is finally living his best life, at least his version of his best life, because he's hunting on the road with his brother. Um, I don't think, however, that Sam is feeling quite the same way, though. I get we had to help his uh, college friends, but they need to get after Daddy Winchester or he'll turn up dead or something. Or <laughs> uh, he'll turn up with a gun to Sammy's head. You're really not going to let that go. Well, anyway, before we get to that possible future, we have another couple of episodes to watch. And so for us, next up, we have Hookman, and then we have Bugs. Uh, I'm itching already. Right. Well, these stories can be quite divisive with fans. So... This, again, is where we want to start hearing more from you folks out there in the darkness. What are your memories of Hookman and of Bugs? Love them? Hate them? Love one of them? Hate one of them? Mm, you might do. Anyway, tweet us at SPNVirginPod, hashtag SPNVirgin, and make sure you follow us for updates, polls, and who knows what else. Also, do let us know what you'd like us to include. It's a journey for me, but what else can we cover that uh, you think will make the journey more interesting for you? Yeah, we can easily start to include recurring features. Just let us know what it is you want to include and what you want to hear us talking about. And if we can, we will. I'd like to know if anyone out there had their own supernatural experience. Oh, wow. Like, come on, we all do. And drop us a tweet about it, and we'll read some of them out over the next few episodes, I guess. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm actually thinking, and don't let me forget, because you can you can do the one about your um, Snapchat filter. Oh my god, yeah. I can include some pictures that you can look at. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that, is quite, that is quite a creepy story. Um, yeah, so as we were saying there, don't forget to invite your own supernatural virgins to come along for the ride. In the next edition of the podcast, I'm also going to have something exciting to tell you mm, all. Exciting? Well, I think it's exciting. You might do too. Or you might not. In fact, you probably won't, but hey-ho. Oh, wow. There is a cliffhanger. Right. Well, we'll be back soon uh, with our experience of Hookman and our experience of Bugs. Make sure you subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Hookman already reminds me of so many horror films. I don't remember many names, but I've seen Hookman a few times. Uh, practically thinking of one with the uh, fisherman in the 
long coat. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I need to Google it. Uh-huh. I, th- I think I know the one you're thinking of. Um, anyway, while you do that, I'm going to go off and cover up some mirrors. You know, just in case. You've been listening to The Supernatural Virgin with me, Darren. And me, Busco. With music by Bradley Burton. Please do remember to rate, review and subscribe. Adios, bitch. Jerk. Wait, why do you want me to say that? <laughs>